Welcome, marvelous makers and art appreciators to the Art Space Podcast, brought to you by Lemon Street Gallery and Art Space, located at 4601 Sheridan Road. Stop on by. Is that getting old yet? No, Stop I on don't by. know. <laughs> One of the catchphrases we mentioned maybe. earlier. Maybe. Insert catchphrase author. here. Uh, but you should come here. Oh, maybe that's the new catchphrase. You should come here. <laughs> to lemon street gallery and art space your favorite citrus themed art gallery oh gosh and i am your host shelby nesmith and i'm jake hoy and today we are with the lovely uh brenna eaves hello hi hi hi, 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 hi. um also known as little raven um fiber fiber that's yes. what it is yeah so you are a fiber artist. I am indeed mostly crochet, but mm -hmm. I do know how to knit. Um, I like to believe I know how to weave. I don't have a whole lot of experience there except for cardboard looms, but mm -hmm. don't knock it. And that's um, that's Jake's area well, right we're there. We're gonna get to yeah. that. Oh, He's yeah. like, I love looms. <laughs> looms. But I want that was my gonna be my first question. Uh, fiber. We're, so we're not talking dietary. We're oh not gosh. Talking I mean, I guess you could if you were really uh inclined to add some fiber to you your might diet. eat That's some not while you're using the real fiber but <laughs> goodness i don't know if you know the dynamic here but shelby is the very talented artist and oh. i'm the very not talented uh oh, art appreciator who doesn't i'm not an artist she so. was on the other foot today though we will get to that as well okay we're teasing we're teasing we're teasing, uh, we're teasing. <laughs> We may have a big reveal later. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But yeah, so you do crochet mostly? Yes, mostly crochet. Um, a little bit of knitting and um, some embroidery. I've had a history of doing like cross stitch and so I had a history. <laughs> In my I past. I a history of doing cross stitch. <laughs> my very dark, dark past of mm. cross stitch. <laughs> but yes, mostly crochet. Is gotcha. there a reason why crochet is, well, I don't want to assume it's your favorite, but... Oh, it sure it is. Safe to you say? can assume. You yeah. can definitely assume. It is safe to say it is my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think it's just because it's what I've been doing the longest. Mm -hmm. I picked it up when I was 12. Wow. So that was a long time ago now, <laughs> longer now than it seems. But um, for a long time, too, I was kind of against learning knitting because I was so gung-ho about crochet. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was my brother that kind of pushed me into it because oh. he wanted to learn how to knit because mm -hmm. I wanted to teach him how to crochet. And of course, <laughs> of course not. No, he had to do something <laughs> different. So um, he kind of introduced me to knitting that way. And uh, it's a different um, a different end result that you get when you knit. Mm -hmm. It's a lot stretchier, so it's a lot better for clothing. Yeah. So um, it's great for like socks and stuff. They stretch a lot better than if you were to crochet them. So that was a, a good holiday season for family and friends when I mm. learned how to knit and I was making everyone's socks. <laughs> everyone was You get a pair of socks. You, you get, get a, a pair, pair and you get a pair. Socks for everyone. <laughs> well, typically on our show, um, I'm the one that's asking questions because I don't know the answers to them. <laughs> But like Shelby alluded to, the shoe is on the other foot because I'm a crocheter. I'm, You're a crocheter? I'm a crocheter. Oh. I bought my bag of tricks with me. Today. Oh, blessed day. Show off mostly hats oh, yes. and stuff. Oh, this is exciting. But uh, yeah, so that is the big reveal. My people. I, I crochet and knit. I prefer crochet though. Yeah. So what do you prefer about crochet then? Like what? It's easier. It is easier. It's I totally easier. agree that it's easier because with knitting and here's the key folks, mm -hmm. because if you've ever been crocheting in public, you've probably gotten the question, hey, what are you knitting? Yeah. Oh, boy. And as a crocheter yeah. and a knitter, you know, it's a completely different game. Yeah. And people <laughs> and, compliment your knit hat. Right. And exactly. I and I, I totally get it because yeah. I think knitting is more prevalent in like pop culture. So you see it mm -hmm. more in movies and TV shows. So that's yeah. kind of the touchstone that people have. It's sexier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I don't or know the if you needles could... and ooh, that's much cooler than a hook. It's, right. it's Jamie Lee Curtis didn't yes. use a crochet hook to stab Michael Myers in the yeah. neck. So True. you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it's, not it's more iconic. prevalent in pop culture, I think. So people just immediately assume when they mm -hmm. see yarn being turned into something, obviously yeah. it's knit. knit. Anyway, that's a tangent. <laughs> we are on the same page here. Yes. I, I do but it's crochet yeah. and the trick to 
um, discerning one from the other is if you see two or more pointed sticks, that's knitting. <laughs> Good. Point. But if you see one stick and it has a hook on the end, that's crochet. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are exceptions, I'm sure. I'm sure, yes. I'm sure that's a broad... Double-ended needles. Yeah. Uh, Someone has probably created a hybrid of the two and just... Tunisian. I, I was going to say, Tunisian I think that's crochet. a thing. <laughs> it's well, a hot diggity jang. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. Um, didn't know about that. Shel so we needed to educate Shelby. Oh, yes. It's I, still one hook, though. Yeah. Or it's, okay. it's really long. But it's usually. really long. Yeah, I it's used like to have a knitting one. needle, except it does have that hook on the end. Yeah. Okay. Don't know how to use it, but I used to have one. I've tried a couple of times, still haven't really gotten into the groove of Tunisian. My mom's really into it right now, though. She's learning Ooh. everything. She's just knocking out skill after skill. She's just... Go for it, Mom. She, I'm like, <laughs> dang, go, girl. <laughs> um, but I only have experience in um, kind of like... I always word it as like a free-form embroidery. I just keep looping stuff into a shape that I uh, draw onto some fabric. So I'm just... I know nothing. I used to a long time ago make scarves, and you know that's the easiest little thing you just pump out. Oh, I hate so. scarves. I, I, I not, hate making scarves. You're not a scarf person. Is it person? monotonous? It's monotonous. You? Yeah. And and I that's why I'm a hat guy. I'm I, I'm at the point now in my life where I can admit that like I have grown stagnant with my crocheting, and I just like crocheting hats. Hats okay. are it's one of those like instant gratification projects too, where you can crank one out in maybe a couple of hours, yeah. and you can do it while you're watching a TV show or something, and it's just that muscle memory of making something and it's just relaxing that's exactly what i do it's I, that zen yeah <laughs> pop a podcast on a hundred percent i do it more for me than for the end result exactly and then every christmas I'm, i end up with like 50 hats that i made throughout the year and i'm like guess what everybody's getting you get a hat you get a hat just doing just it yeah. making stuff i just gotta get the yarn <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so what got you into um crocheting and everything like that or just maybe fiber arts in general like it was crocheting that definitely caught my eye um i've always been from a young age really inclined to making things with my hands and doing crafts so like i would do friendship bracelets and mm -hmm. like little paper crafts with little punch paper punchers and glue and um, just all sorts of those projects that you used to find in like a highlights magazine yeah. and then <laughs> i just loved making things and um, I was 12 years old when I was at a Joanne Fabrics and I ran across this project book that was definitely geared towards my demographic. It was a lot of like brightly colored, exciting projects. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like granny squares and right. scarves and stuff. Yeah. It was like mm -hmm. CD holders and all these exciting like keychain accessories. And I was just I was immediately drawn to it. And um, I walked out of that Joanne Fabrics with that and my first two skeins of yarn and my first crochet hook. And I decided to teach myself because the book was called Teach Me to Crochet. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to do it. I think this looks really fun. And so um, it didn't click right away either because I was teaching myself from like still pictures because oh. not to date myself or anything. But this was before YouTube. Wow. So <laughs> it was before YouTube, still images. And so it was a little more difficult to tell um, when my projects weren't turning out what the pictures yeah. looked like. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really understanding what I was doing differently right. because it was still pictures. Mm -hmm. And um, so I got frustrated with it. I couldn't figure out what I was doing differently. And I actually shelved it for about a year. Wow. And I was just, I was like, no, no more of that, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then. It literally happened like this. I woke up one morning and I was like, hey, wait a minute. I think I know what I was doing that I could have done differently that would have been what it wanted me to do, like what the instructions were telling me. I think yeah. I finally figured it, it out. And so it clicked, it clicked. <laughs> yeah, and I pulled it back out and it turns out that's exactly what it was. And I just haven't put it back since. Like I just wow, been trucking ever since. <laughs> Um, and when did you um, get into your process? I can never say it. Uh, Amagurumi? Yes, Amagurumi. Um, when did you kind of fall into that? Because I loved, I love your little guys. Like, whatever <laughs> you create. They just look so cuddly and squishy and soft. So when did you get into that technique? Well, I mean, 
the original thing that drew me to crochet was that project book full of like exciting projects that mm -hmm. weren't just like things that I could wear. It was, there were a couple of stuffed animals, I think in there. And, um, as like a 12, 13 year old girl, that's kind of what I wanted to, to do was to make like really cute stuffed animals. And I don't know, that's just what I, I, I think oh, it's because yeah. I grew up with Toy Story and yeah. <laughs> it's just like the idea of making toys in that whole world. Um, but I was always drawn to the like the plushies and the soft toys and the stuff like that. And uh, as a 13 year old girl, I uh, <laughs> didn't I thought I was like relegated to free patterns, too. So um, like when my ideas surpassed what I could find as a free pattern on the Internet, like I mm -hmm. had extremely specific ideas eventually of yeah. what I wanted to make. And I just wasn't finding the free pattern that could meet that. I realized there wasn't really anything stopping me from trying to design that myself. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started designing my own um, patterns. And the first thing that I made was on a a family road trip. I was in the back seat and I was just tinkering around. And um, I ended up making like a little parakeet that had loops for feet so that I could have it like slide oh. and perch on my finger. Like a little ring. Yeah, like a, like a little ring. And it was like, it was a pretty decent parakeet size. And um, I ended up posting it on a crochet forum that I was a member of at the time. And um, the response was really great. Like people were very encouraging and they wanted to make one as well. So that kind of um, took me into learning how to write down the pattern so that people could recreate what I made. And then um, shortly after that, I opened up my Etsy shop. Well, wow. dang. And the rest <laughs> is history. <laughs> and she's still creating and to this day. Still going. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I always love your process. Um, being uh, alongside you in college and everything, mm -hmm. your, your work always stood out because no one really did fiber arts in college. Yeah, and I that, was that was something weird. that I noticed when we were doing the, the initial tours for the art program. Mm -hmm. I think there had been a fiber arts class, but it had been retired. So that was just missing from the entire curriculum. Of curriculum, yeah. exactly. And so I, I kind of felt like I was bringing it back in a way. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and your senior show was, uh, I'd say, pretty stunning and amazing. Yeah, like the word. <laughs> it's, it's stunning because uh, I remember seeing it in person, and you just want to touch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and cuddle with them, even though they're kind of just floating heads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's something that's a little bit grotesque about it, yeah. <laughs> but also yeah. they're they're kind of approachable because they're soft sculpture. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it kind of walks that line. I was looking through earlier and I just could could not believe what I was seeing. Like I'm, I, I spent like a good minute being like, "How did she do the eyes? Like how did they go?" And then it's the thing. And then the and nose and the ear. Yeah. <laughs> the ear. I always considered myself kind of like a a three D printer in crochet. Yeah. In a way, because um, I'm just able to conceptualize the 3d shape in my mind and figure out how to create that in in yarn and it it's like a, a process of um a lot of doodles to try to figure out kind of what angle i want to come in at like do i want to start from the top of the head and work yeah. down or do i want to start from the nose and work back or do i want to start from the chin it's mm -hmm. like trying to figure out what the best approach is and then um just going for it if the people listening at home haven't picked up from context clues, you your project was heads. It was heads. Busts, would human, you say? Yeah, I, I say busts because saying that it was five human heads just <laughs> sounds like an episode of Hannibal. So, yeah. <laughs> a little, a little gruesome. But they're um, incredible. And, and you crocheted them and, and designed them yourself. Mm -hmm. They were kind of freeform. So that's... Um, that's something that I like to use my skills for as well, not just the the cute cutesy, which I love making those oh, anyway, yeah. but <laughs> the cutesy stuff that I have patterns for in my shop that kind of anybody can create. Um, I also enjoy using those um, crochet structure building sculpting skills to um, to do more freeform objects that aren't yeah. 
like easily recreatable because I don't even know what I did, but it worked. So. It totally works. And that, was, that was one of the things I was going to say about crochet over knitting earlier is I feel like crochet is more adaptable in like you can really make almost anything yeah, you can think of. I agree. And with that hook element to the tool, um, I just I feel like there's so much more control that you have yeah. and like you can you can double back and you mm -hmm. can go on top of a flat right. piece and you just do anything endless do opportunities anything. Yeah. it's the original 3d printer is it's, the crochet i, I totally <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> and i remember the professors asking you a lot of like how do you do that and you're just like i don't know i, don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're I just, just like, did yeah there was a lot of that it's wouldn't awesome. you like to know <laughs> <laughs> only if i wrote it down that'd be nice well you mentioned your parakeet that was you said that was the first thing that you did like without a pattern basically yeah that was my first design yeah oh, design. And, original design so that got you started with designing with what, what where did it go from there like did you start writing patterns right away or um yeah so that one was the first and only pattern in my Etsy shop for a while. And then as anybody who has started an Etsy shop probably can relate to, it took a while to get my first sale. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of kind of putting yourself out there on different social media platforms and just, you know, mm -hmm. obviously people need to see your work. Selling yourself. I used to have an Etsy shop. <laughs> That's that's a reveal. Oh, it's still probably out there. I don't know if I ever shut it down. I don't. I didn't know this about your Jake. It's called Jake Makes Hats. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> I think that's what I call. Was it Jake Makes Stuff? I don't know. I might have changed it Aww. to be more open. I changed my shop name. Yeah. I did not open as Little Raven Fiber Arts. Oh. I remember you kind of jumped around and then you took your graphic design class and you're like. I'm nailing this down. Yeah, I kind of used my branding. <laughs> I kind of used the classes as an excuse to um, do my own branding. Yeah, <laughs> just like got to get this shit I straight. I was like, well, there's an opportunity here, so let's take mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Where, where did the name come from? Little Raven Fiber Arts. Um, Little Raven comes from the, I believe, the Gaelic meaning of my name, Brenna. Oh, okay. I believe it means Little Raven, um, and then Fiber Arts is just a more. Um, I don't know, not all-encompassing yeah. uh, term General for, term. yeah. So it allows knit and other like weaving and all these different arts with fiber. Um, so I'm not just pigeonholing myself into crochet if I wanted to branch out because the original name, drum roll please, mm -hmm. was <laughs> Nuts About Crochet 13. Oh no! <laughs> nuts About Crochet 13. I love that. It's, it's very... All, the first 12 were taken? Oh, <laughs> it was because I was 13. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> first 12 were taken. Yeah. Everybody knows Nuts About Crochet 6 is like the best of the Nuts About I mean crochets. 1 through 6 are clearly <laughs> superior. <laughs> But I love that because even now, if you had that, it would just be like this throwback of young internet culture. And I, I, I mean, oh. some of my older patterns that are still listed in my shop, they do still have that name on them. So for anybody who buys a more vintage pattern from Little Raven Fiber Arts and they see that it says it's an original pattern by Nuts About Crochet 13, congratulations, that's an Easter egg. <laughs> piece of history right there. Go hunting for that. <laughs> um, so yeah, get on over to the Etsy shop right now. Take a peek. <laughs> take a little look-see, take a little walk. Yeah. So where would you say you draw your inspiration from gosh where don't i draw inspiration from you make a lot of stuff so. i make a lot of stuff and like sometimes it's overwhelming the inspiration that um just comes from all the corners um i'll be watching a tv show and i'll see something maybe in the background and i'll be like i have to make that now mm -hmm. and um like i can be like it's movies tv shows toy catalogs around the holiday season definitely pinterest um, sometimes I'll run across a doodle done by an artist and I'm like, well, I have to try to make that. <laughs> so um, it's just everywhere. Even sometimes color palettes will oh. trigger something as well, like just uh, going through Pinterest and finding those really nice color palettes that people put together. And I'm just like, well, those colors would look great as this. <laughs> Gotta go find the yarn Gotta now. Gotta go do that. And even your customers, I know a lot, will provide like if, at markets and stuff, just like, oh, what if I had this, but like in blue? And you're like, okay. Oh, I, or they'll I have completely new ideas. Like mm -hmm. they'll ask me if I've ever done maybe a goat or some other 
animal that I haven't done yet. And mm -hmm. I go, I have not, but that is a good idea. I should look into that. Check back in a couple months. <laughs> I'm on Google looking up images, doing my research. Crocheted <laughs> <No> goat. <laughs> I try to avoid doing that, though, because oh. if I see that it's been done half a million times... Yeah, I don't want to, I usually just, it stops there because I'm like, well, it's been done. Yeah, you want to. Even though when I do it, it'll be different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it's been done a thousand times, but I haven't done it yet. So that's something that's right. uh, kind of been an obstacle in my crochet artistry in the past is I used to feel like if the idea wasn't completely original, that I shouldn't even bother. Oh, okay. That is not the case. Uh, I mean, and all you artists yeah. out there. <laughs> right hear me now yes exactly. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's been done before you haven't done it mm -hmm. so do it and you might do it better exactly you might have a, a leopard holding a bag of cheetos or something i, <laughs> I was trying to Definitely think of like never been done before. yeah totally <laughs> cheetah. he's not a leopard he's a cheetah, Chester oh, yeah. cheetah. i was about to say a oh. leopard uh, see that's the original though is that it, he's not a leopard he's a, a cheetah yeah. so now yes there you, there you go. go making it our own there's your niche yes um, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to be one of those customers that um, influences you. I would love to see a series of crocheted taxidermy. Like, yes. Skeletons and stuff or like mounted butterfly style stuff or so you've yes. hit on one of my one of my goals or aspirations is you Oops. know from my senior show yes yes um it was the five heads but they were all interconnected by this giant anatomical heart as well like a human heart which there's the grotesque element as well um but ever since then i've thought why haven't i've done something to continue that theme because I think the heart was the the most interesting part of the show or at least I saw a lot of people who were drawn to that part of mm -hmm. the display and um, yeah taxidermy uh, humanoid figures mm -hmm. um, just that... like a person with antlers or something just get like <laughs> a windigo yeah yeah like just I, I would love to see kind of like a creepy macabre little detour i have it's had just... that come up before where people are like you have a lot of cute stuff but like what if it was creepy yeah what if you made it creepy and i've tried creepy before it always ends up cute oh, uh... no. <laughs> <laughs> although this yeah. is getting there that senior show is yeah. starting to mm -hmm. to get into okay. that macabre creepy yeah the heart is amazing uh, Thank you. I didn't want because I, I read in I, I read your write up about it mm -hmm. and you said about how the heart was kind of the most popular stole the show. Yeah, maybe a and it was bit. kind of a last minute addition that I was like, well, how am I going to kind of yeah. bring them all together in a way and more unify this whole um, art piece so that they feel more connected and then i was like oh obviously we're gonna do this and oh my god i can't i, I have a hard time believing that's a last minute thing you just kind of threw it together because it is intricate like <laughs> in the vein oh my god i never pulled all-nighters except for when i was crocheting <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember you you had it like half done and you brought it to ceramics at one point because you're just like i'm just trying to finish this whenever <laughs> wherever i can done. i don't care about the mud <laughs> yeah just, you know what I just need it done. <laughs> I know it was a three month deadline, I think, from yeah. when I started making those to oh, when wow. the show opened. Yeah. So I was definitely on a tight deadline and there was little room for backtracking and trying to be a perfectionist, which was a good thing because yes. that is another thing that I've struggled with in my career mm -hmm. is perfectionism. Right. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> make it just create. try it just Close do enough. it yeah um and with senior shows and everything a lot of people don't know there's like for the whole um semester and everything a good chunk of it is just figuring out what the heck you're gonna do oh yeah and then you've got whatever time left to go do it so yeah. it's it's a lot of pressure and like you have to talk over your idea with multiple people and defend your idea yeah because you have an idea and the professors are like but what if you did something like this and you're like but i like this idea yeah, yeah. and we're like do... let's think realistically and you're like okay yeah <laughs> i want to do this big grand thing uh listen i want to do five giant crocheted heads and they're like listen you have three months yeah <laughs> 
Well, I'm gonna do it, and it's gonna. I'm be gonna do it. I'll show you all. <laughs> so, <laughs> surprisingly, that's not that different from my senior year of college experience. Uh, I don't know if Brenna knows, but I, I, I'm a meteorologist. Mm -hmm. I have a degree nice. in meteorology, nice. so science, you know, not art. Uh, but we we have to do a senior project as well, and mm -hmm. spent most of the time figuring out what we were gonna do, mm -hmm. and then the professor saying. No, you know, you shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> like, and me saying, why? but it, it's it. my passion to investigate tropospheric warming in the northeastern United States and how it impacts precipitation type. How dare you crush my dream? <laughs> <laughs> I ended up doing it anyway. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> well, good for you. It's a think, nightmare. I, think I shouldn't have done it. It's a bit of a test. I think it's a bit of a test when the professors do that, though, because they're yeah. trying to see if you're serious and passionate about it. Right. And yes. if you are, you're going to say, screw it, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, That's then totally you're going to be swayed really easily. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I did. I was like, I even took the summer beforehand. I was like, I am so passionate. I knew what I was going to do that I pre-stretched my own handmade screens. And I was like, I'm already here. You're not telling me anything different. <laughs> so I was, trust me, I was crazy when it came to my senior show. It was but, really good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, enough about me. Uh, we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back. And we are back from our break. Uh, going to talk some more crochet, some more art, some more talented individual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know how to talk. That is words. Yes, yes, but, yes. But um, <laughs> Brenna, it, it can be kind of hard to start something, right? Mm -hmm. it, you need motivation. So what, 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 what do you think is like a motivation? What are some motivations for you to create? Um, I think at this point it's just the fact that it centers me like it's that it's that zen that i go into because it's something that i've been um, doing consistently for almost two decades now good golly don't wow. think about that <laughs> um that it's just it's it's the familiarity it's that muscle memory it's not sitting idle you're making something um it's that creation yeah. that um, i always love to sit down and just start planning and tinkering and making something. So I think that's in large part, the motivation is that I'm just like, I gotta make something, man. I can't just sit here and do yeah. nothing. Sometimes starting is the easy part. Yeah. You know? So yeah. maybe the better, better question would have been, what's your motivation to finish a creation? Oh, yes. oh yeah, that one's more <laughs> difficult, especially yeah. if uh, things are not going as planned where I have these grand ideas and i think that i'm going to be able to accomplish them and then things take a left turn or a right turn whichever way you want a to u-turn <laughs> u-turn and end up in the water i guess and <laughs> <laughs> it's just not something that and sometimes i've picked those projects back up later and um tried again or just kept going with them because sometimes it's just you can't see the finished item when you're in the middle of making it mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's difficult to see it, but you just got to believe and keep going. Yeah. So I think, um, I don't know, motivation to finish it is for bigger projects, it's a little more difficult for the smaller projects. It's a little easier because I'm not, I mean, it's just like that instant gratification thing where mm -hmm. it doesn't take that long to make something and then I've made something and then I feel accomplished. Yeah. But when it's a bigger project and there are more steps to see it through to completion, I guess it depends on like how how badly I want to see it finished. Yeah. Like how how enamored am I with this finished result that I see in my head? And is it close enough to what I'm seeing on my hook that mm -hmm. I think that I can continue with it? <laughs> <laughs> can I devote the time to see this done? <laughs> am I just wasting effort here? Am I gonna end up hating it and just tearing it out later? I don't know. Sometimes that happens and you just gotta let it happen sometimes. And sometimes you gotta put projects on pause come back with more tools in your tool chest and you can well, approach sometimes it you gotta you gotta run before you can walk sometimes yeah. you gotta <laughs> fail before you can succeed i don't know there's all sorts of phrases where um i've i've been letting that happen more and more frequently where a project starts to go off the rails and i'm not liking what i'm seeing um, but instead of getting frustrated and completely destroying it and starting fresh i'll kind of stop there <laughs> And it still exists, and I can take what I learned from that 
and build on it. So most recently with the skulls that I did, which is an extremely recent design. They're so cute. <laughs> that one had, I think, five iterations before I finally got to that design that I was really happy with. That I was like, all right, this is it. This is this is the one. Yeah. So I call them prototypes now. They're not failures. Aww. They're prototypes. That's a great yes. way to think about it. Yeah. That must have been hard making the eye sockets and all that. Yeah, so the oh first one did not have eye sockets. Oh, I was okay. just building the basic shape. And then when I had that shape, um, I was looking at it and I kind of used yarn to embroider the shape of the eye sockets so I could see exactly where I wanted those sockets to <laughs> be cut out, as it were. And um, that made it super easy to go back with the, the next prototype to... Um, figure out how to make those sockets. So it's it's actually really valuable to make a couple of them before you have that finished project so that it's just, it's all these different, oh. it's, you're building on it mm -hmm. until you get to something that's like, this is it. <laughs> and it's a positive way to look at it. You're you're building on what you know and just kind of going forward. So you're if, learning. If anybody needs yeah. a human skull crochet, <laughs> you got your person right here. <laughs> well, I don't know about human skull, but oh, well. cute little I mean, chibi skull. we were talking about... <laughs> Taxidermy. aspirations earlier with the taxidermy oh, i'd love that the taxidermy i've <laughs> wanted to do skeletal structures as well i've wanted to do like a real anatomically correct human skull um i've wanted to do a giant rib cage where i can put that giant heart oh, and then really cool. build that out and then just have like a big old rib cage on i can the wall. picture it cool Ooh, things i want to do cool 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 <laughs> Well, we can get into that. Um, if time and money were no object, what would your dream project be? Well, there we go. And hand pain. If time, money, and oh, hand man. pain. Oh, <laughs> the struggle is real. Arthritis wasn't a thing. I swear, I've started wearing compression gloves because... It's oh, a good I, tip. Yeah. That was something that I learned at the art market, actually. my The person in the tent next to me was Ooh. like, have you tried compression gloves? It's got like copper-infused compression Ooh. gloves that can really help with hand pain. And I went... Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'll look into that. And they've that actually been helping. So pro tip. <laughs> gotcha. Note I to self. <laughs> ergonomic crochet hooks that are um, a little bit bulkier in the hand and allow me to stitch for a little bit longer. Hmm. And um, now I have compression gloves to try to prevent early arthritis. Because goodness gracious, it sure does take a toll on your hands after a while. It but really does. That was a tangent. Yeah, um, that's fine. <laughs> if that was no object then i don't know i have this dream that i've had since we went to italy oh gotcha where i was like well i've done these human faces but what if i were to recreate a renaissance the david oh, oh all 17 yes. feet of him <laughs> and you were obsessed with his butt you were taking I mean, booty pics there were benches <laughs> on that side of the statue i just i was a place Ooh. to sit <laughs> <laughs> and a lovely view, I might, I might add. Yes, that that was the big um, check off the list for you. I know it was just like I it gotta was, see it in person. It was fantastic. It's, it's seventeen feet tall. He's seventeen feet yep. tall. Wow. He is seventeen feet tall and caked up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you you know that he's tall. You hear about that, yeah. but it's like the Mona Lisa, but the opposite direction where you hear that she's small, yeah, but it's yeah, not yeah. until you're standing in front of her and going, she's a postage stamp that yeah. you really realize the scale. So it's not. I would have guessed until... like 10 feet or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because you see high res images online yeah. and you think that it's larger than life. But it's the same thing with the David where when you first see him, or at least when we walked in, mm -hmm. we were at the end of a hall or he was at the end of the hall. <laughs> we were walking in with a bunch of tourists. And so he seemed smaller and then you get closer and closer and closer. You're like, wow, he is very tall. <laughs> he is just enormous. <laughs> He's a tall boy. Yes. Very big. And then I think there are some, um, like there's some proportion magic that yeah. he did because of the scale oh. of, so I think his head is really, really large oh. because you're so far down on the ground that right. like viewing him from human stature and not 17 feet tall, oh. um, it looks more correctly proportioned. Mm -hmm. uh, but because of that, since his head is so much bigger than the rest of his body and then he's got like the really large hands too, mm. I feel like it would be possible to recreate that in crochet. <laughs> And that's just something that I think would be hilarious. Well, you got the head part down. Yeah, I got the head part down. And that's another thing. Like, there's, I mean, he's marble. 
And curly, the curly and hair. Oh, the curly and hair. Got that yeah. curly. Well, you, with I've crochet, you could do that. Hair. I was yeah. going to say, it's yeah. almost easier. Yeah. Yep, yeah, you have. Like, that's just a, a lot of white yarn. <laughs> exactly. A lot of white yarn. Some gray, get that shadow. True. Um, so. yeah. yeah, I could see you doing it. You'll get there. You need like an army of, of crocheters <laughs> to like. That's the thing, though. I don't trust anyone. Else. Oh. <laughs> Has to be. Only I have to have army. complete artistic control of the project. Uh, it's been a downfall. Yeah. I don't know. Ah, uh, you can't. I mean, it's the David. It's the David. Exactly. <laughs> Only Brenna can do the David. <laughs> Only <laughs> the original sculptor. Yeah. Michelangelo, correct? Yes. I better not get that wrong. I was an art student. Yeah, Michelangelo. We <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm allowed to get that wrong. Michelangelo and Brenna. Only us. <laughs> Only we. Only they can make the David. <laughs> the but soft mine David. will be soft. Yes. Oh, good. Mine will be soft, squishy, and huggable. <laughs> For centuries, people have looked upon it and said, but what if he was soft? <laughs> but what if I could hug him? Yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't cold, yeah. cold and hug. immalleable. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, well, while we're having fun cracking jokes, yes, this and is everything. the funny segment. Oh, it's not of a joke. Yes. Oh, <laughs> someday <laughs> we're very serious. I'm gonna make a sculptable or a huggable version of the David. So I, I it's love coming. those dreams and aspirations. You can achieve them. You can do them. Keep your eyes on that Etsy. Yes. I don't, th I don't think it'll be for sale. Maybe there'll be a pattern. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe. Oh my goodness! Quite can a you pattern. Imagine? <laughs> oh, gosh. But, um, you need to dedicate five years to this pattern. I'm not kidding. Yes. You got to set aside, set aside some serious time. This to do is this. not a pattern. It's a commitment, y'all. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so what is your funniest comment that you've ever heard about your art or like a common question or a funny story? Kind of funny haha moments funny, about ha -ha. your art. Yeah. Um, so I think the most common or the funniest, I guess in retrospect, it's funny. Um, when I was a teenager, this happened a lot whenever I was crocheting in a public setting. So like I'd be on a friend's porch or, um, you know, at the county fair mm -hmm. and I was working on a project. Um, the comment that I got so frequently was comments about how I was a grandma. Cause that's right. the association is, I mean, crochet is for grandmothers. Yeah. But why? Exactly. Yeah. And I think um, now with um, social media and um, I've just I've seen this explosion of people in my in our demographic like mm -hmm. millennials and Gen Z and um, just guys gals non-binary pals just everyone is coming at this art form mm -hmm. and um, it's really exciting to see that we've kind of I've seen a lot of people kind of build their brand around that whole it's not your grandma's crochet or not your nana's crochet or whatever mm -hmm. kind of reclaiming it from that I don't think it's a stigma but that yeah. connotation that it's right. for old people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I've seen a lot more of the younger generation who are really um, using this art form and doing some really neat stuff with it so it's it's really exciting to see oh yay 100% agree when I when I first started I was the only man I knew only boy i knew that did crochet yeah. i was i was in high school so but yeah and now i it's all there's uh, just all different all kinds. walks all yeah. different kinds it doesn't matter who you are if you've got a hook and yarn mm -hmm. you can make something it's yeah. it's fantastic and it's so much more approachable now i think because um more people are mm -hmm. enjoying it and like i said doing more with it not just making hats and scarves and clothing and just the, taking, the things that you commonly think yeah. of when you think knit or crochet mm -hmm. is like wearables and stuff but mm -hmm. i've seen yeah. i've seen a lot of cool stuff yeah Hats it's too. taking a, uh taking it more seriously as an art form too mm -hmm. i uh, with social media and everything and um branching out to these crazy concepts like you, with your heads and your hearts and stuff mm -hmm. like that like that that's a different world than what people expect to see with crochet and everything and fiber art so it's it's being taken more seriously which yeah. i love seeing soft that. sculpture mm -hmm. i kind of think of it like yarn legos in a way yeah. <laughs> in a way that you can build structures with yeah each stitch is like a one by one block mm -hmm. and you can build these yeah. 3d um cool things with the stitches it's like pixel art exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> 3d printing legos 
all these metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Just just try it yourself. You'll understand. You'll understand. I hope you'll understand. Please join us. Yes. <laughs> Please. Please join the army. I have a spare hook you can have. Aww. It's not ergonomic, though. It's Aww. seen better days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't you work with, like, a whole line of crochet needles? I did. I used to work with Furl's Crochet, mm -hmm. and their entire brand is um, more ergonomic or luxury uh, crochet hooks that the hook handle is um it's it's bulkier it's not just that mm -hmm. thin metal piece in yeah. your hand and um it it prevents more of that that hand strain mm -hmm. so that you can crochet for longer without really starting to feel that in your joints um and um they've been around for a while but I'm really starting to see an explosion of those ergonomic hooks with other companies now as well, which is really exciting to see um, that niche being filled now, um, because I think it's really important that we take care of our hands because mm -hmm. like that's our creator tools. Those are yeah. our ultimate creator tools. And if we're doing them damage by repetitive stress, then that ain't good. So it's really good to see uh, more ergonomic options on the market. And I've been seeing them at like Michael's and Joanne a lot more frequently now and really good options. Well, yay. We like everybody to join in in whatever art form it is. So the fact that there are some companies that are starting to do that, we love to see that. Mm -hmm. So everyone can participate. Absolutely. So um, we've talked a lot about, you know, we talked about your your skulls isn't the right term. Heads? <laughs> yeah. The heads. heads. Your heads. The That's busts, right. the heads. Yeah. The pre-Davids. The pre-Davids. Uh, <laughs> the prototype Davids. Yes, yes. prototype Davids. <laughs> Amazing projects you've, you've done. So uh, what are some of your other favorite projects or accomplishments that you've had with crochet? Oh, my favorite. I have, I think, two that I'm really proud of um like i'm proud of everything that i make but these are very fun um when i was 15 and i was a bit of a fangirl um an iron man fangirl oh i uh crocheted an academy award and i sent it to robert downey jr <laughs> yeah yeah and <laughs> i love this story. you sent it you like mailed it to i him. mailed it to him yeah me and my family my family and i grammar um contacted his publicist because I didn't want to just have it sent through the mail to a fan mail address right. and then it's not yeah, it's a real address thing. or yeah. it just gets lost because mm -hmm. um, I had put a lot of time and effort into making like an Academy Award an Oscar statue. I made an Oscar <laughs> statue. Yeah. And it's a it's a human figure too. It's so another you, human yeah, figure. Wow. It's, it's my destiny at yeah. this point. <laughs> I ju they're just gradually getting bigger. So we go from the the statue that's about what eight inches tall. I don't yeah, remember how tall they really are. I did a little research before I attempted it. It was taller than eight inches tall. The one that I created. Because um, I would imagine getting it that small is hard. Yeah. So for my skill set at the time, I was going to well. say this is like two years into your crocheting. Yeah. So maybe that's something I should come back to <laughs> and see if I can um, do it better. Hey, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> that whole prototype idea. Did he get it? <laughs> he did. I thought it got lost in the mail, um, but because uh, I, I had delivery confirmation on it, I never got the delivery confirmation. Oh. So I was like, well, that's it. It got lost in the mail. The thing that I didn't want to have happen, like right. I contacted his publicist so that we could send it to her and she could get it to him and it still got lost in the mail. But a couple months later, I got pictures in the mail mm -hmm. of him holding the Oscar. So that was proof that he got it. <laughs> And uh, my tiny mind exploded. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that was very special. So uh, thank you, Robert. That um, holds a very special place in my heart to this day. Aww. And thank you for listening to our podcast. Yeah, Robert thank Downey you, Jr. Robert Downey Jr. for listening to this podcast. <laughs> it means a lot. Yeah. Uh, your support. <laughs> You're a valued listener. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh. So was the idea that he like, did he win an Oscar? He was nominated um, for a comedy that he did. It okay. was the same year that Heath Ledger was nominated for his Joker. Uh, and obviously Heath Ledger yeah. won for his Joker, as he rightfully should have. Okay. And um, 
but you know little fangirl me was yeah. like but robert should have one too i think he should have one too yes so i will make him one. i was like i will i will take this into my own hands and i will make him one and i will find a way to get it to him where's the gold yarn <laughs> exactly and uh i did it and i sent it and he sent me pictures back and it was just it was a it was incredible oh, i did not think in a million years but again, thank you, Robert, <laughs> valued listener. Um, another project that I'm extremely proud of, it was a, a more recent um, project that I got to do. Mm -hmm. um, I got to send some of my work to Pixar Animation Studios. Um, they have a series that I don't know if they're still continuing it, but it was called Spark Shorts. They had a bunch of short animated films that they had little groups in the studios uh, making. And there was one in particular that was called Kitbull, and I watched that one, and um, the character design was just begging it was. to be recreated in crochet. It was just mm -hmm. screaming at me, and as soon as I finished watching the video and, you know, like, dried my eyes because it's beautiful, oh. please watch it if you haven't. Yeah, it's really um, sweet. I broke out my yarn and hooks, and I was uh, doodling and taking screenshots and... Uh, doing that whole planning, um, trying to figure out how I could recreate that kitten character. And um, I, I put that together quite quickly. I don't you know, did. I was just, I was, just, I had to, I had to. I was like, I have to hug this immediately. <laughs> the short came out and I was just like, oh, that's cute. And I saw you posting about it. And then I was like, not even a week later, you're like, I made this thing based off of it. I was like, Brenna, I'm, I, it's Brenna. I, it made me feel things. And I needed yes. to, I needed to hold this kitten because my God. But um, yeah, so I made it and I posted pictures and then I got, I believe, a dm through instagram and it was the director of the kitbull short and she said this is fantastic would you make one for us mm -hmm. and i went uh, is that even a question <laughs> of course yes uh, this is a dream come true i can't believe pixar has reached out to me again with that toy story connotation like i grew up with toy story yeah. toy story was the first movie i ever saw in theaters it was toy story 2 was the first movie my brother ever saw in theaters mm -hmm. it's always been a part of my life i've always loved that series i've loved that concept it's kind of creepy no that that's not creepy toys, toys are alive <laughs> oh when that's you're, i yeah, thought you yeah. meant like <laughs> came out that you love it no, <laughs> no. <laughs> toys are alive when you're not looking that's that is creepy <laughs> <laughs> that's a little creepy but i just i i love that series it's always been very special um to me in my adolescence mm -hmm. and even adulthood um but that connection with with pixar then that small connection that i got to send some of my work to Pixar Animation Studios, and then they did send me a picture back of the the little kitten standing so cool. on the the big um, bouncy the, ball, the big bouncy ball outside yeah. of the studios. I think it's outside of the cafeteria. I think yeah, but I it's so, so cute. I watch a lot of behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You're like, is I it think there? It's right outside the cafeteria. You're like scanning the like uh, shelves of like people's offices. And like... <laughs> is she there? Is she there? <laughs> But yeah, again, thank you to the director of Kitpole for uh, valued listener for yeah. um, <laughs> yes, yes for your support and for reaching out. Uh, that was another mind blowing opportunity that uh, was very exciting. So thank you. It's just bragging rights. Aww. <laughs> Definitely bragging rights. Definitely, that's that's big accomplishment. Big accomplishments exactly. right there. So. Well, I mean, it's all leading up to the David. Yep. It all comes back to the damn. <laughs> you got a lot of pressure on you now. Yep. <laughs> it's out there for I the was going to say, know. well, I put it out there, so now I have to follow through. Right? Cuz somebody else could be like, I'm doing that. Strike it from the record. Oh no. You've heard Gosh. nothing. <laughs> you might have to cut this. Censor it. <laughs> There's no Nobody second half of the episode. No, 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 no. Well, it's what I said earlier. Just all because it's been done before. Exactly. Doesn't mean that I can't do it. It's mm -hmm. your day. So, y'all just go for it. Just do it. It's your David. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> your happy little David. Aw. <laughs> I mean, again, you had your prototype with the Oscar little man. And you got the little man and you got the heads that are um, quite a bit larger. They're larger than my own head. Yeah, they're big. So they're, they're pretty big. And then the David, who knows what that scale is? Oh, yeah. Goodness. And I remember you did like a little photo shoot with the heads. I remember. <laughs> 
remember that too. Just surrounding yourself with the heads like, yes. These are my children. <laughs> These are my babies. These are my fiber children. <laughs> Don't talk to me or my five heads ever again. <laughs> did you name them? I did. Yeah. Yes. yes. So Let's if you could go down the row. Let's see. Who is who? I think. <laughs> Tell us about your children. This is Nala. Mm -hmm. I think that is Oswin. That one's Nikita. Mm -hmm. That one, not remembering hers. And then the one on the end is Seneca. I don't know why I'm not remembering one of their names. Not the red. We won't. We won't tell her. Yeah, yeah. She was forgotten. Don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yes, they all had names. Aw, that's well, awesome. Yay. And we will definitely post pictures on our social media so you can oh, yeah. see all the babies, <laughs> see them all, and witness them because they're really cool. Um, so, uh, where can people find you? You can find me on um, Etsy and Ravelry for my patterns. Um, so that's Little Raven Fiber Arts on Etsy, and I believe it's Little Raven Fiber on Ravelry and um, Little Raven Fiber Arts on Instagram. Um, also on Tumblr, I have a Tumblr blog and then on TikTok. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And you will be at the August art market. So. I will. I will be planning on August, September and October. Got it for the rest of the season, as Heck you've heard. Yes. This weekend. Yes, it's this weekend, guys. We, we did our calendar math correctly. <laughs> yes. Come on down. I won't have the David. Oh. But <laughs> well, I mean, we are recording this in advance. Maybe I'll have one curl <laughs> for atop his head. <laughs> you may touch it for one dollar. <laughs> Use discount code David. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! <laughs> but yes, catch Brenna at the Kenosha Art Market this weekend. Please, please, please! It is such a wonderful time. Um, anyone you want to shout out before we go? Say hi. Say hi to your brother. <laughs> Hello to my brother. Hello, Brother Salem. I mm -hmm. uh, hope you and fam are well. Um, hello to Miriam down in Austin, Texas. Miss you. Love you. And again, hello, Robert, for being a <laughs> valued listener. Yes, yes, Robert. We really appreciate your support. Bob to his friends. Bob, yeah. <laughs> Robert Ducky to his really good friends. <laughs> I'm glad you know him like that. <laughs> Be um, mortified if he heard this. <laughs> oh man, I'm shooting uh, for this. This I is the one that goes viral. I hope so. I hope so. Um, <laughs> and you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, the Art Space Podcast, and you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts: uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. If you can leave us um, a rating, some reviews. Give us some feedback. We yeah. always love that. Let us know how we're doing. Yeah. And uh, always shout out to Would You Kindly for doing our intro and outro music. You guys are great. And we will see you in the next one. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> Cages the fire we need We're here to